0: TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Download the app today. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Kristoff and Marcus Pearce. Hello and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Marcus Pierce here with you. And gee whiz, my co host is excited today because he is the number one supporter of Christmas in Australia, perhaps the known world. He is the king of wellness, but he is the Santa Claus of wellness in December. The great Christmas king himself, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, great man? Very well, thanks, Percy. Ah, oh, I never get tired of them. I never, ever get tired of those
1: introductions. I, I can't like the, the uh, smile
0: off your face.
1: The listeners and the watchers, the viewers, uh, for those of you watching this on uh, YouTube, um, they, I don't think they get tired of them either. They love them. They love you. Oh. Very clever. Well done, Piercy. Um, I'm great, mate. Love this time of the year. Obviously, as we recall this, it's just gone pinch and the punch first day of the month. And, um, And here we are celebrating. We need a little bit of a jingle going on. We need Maka playing in the background.
0: Whilst you search for
1: it, I'm going to tell you. I I don't know if I can. Can I do that anymore?
0: Oh, you can have a go. I was on my stationary bike this morning. Now, I say stationary bike because it's very important that people recognize this. It was about 6.41 in the morning. And my kids, very strategically, like they're creeping up on me, come in to give me a pinch and a punch on the leg and they (laughs) pinch – And punch me, and then they run away as if I'm going to run after them, kind of forgetting that I'm on a stationary bike, and I'm kind of – I'm like cleated in, (laughs) and they're like, pinch and punch, and and they're running out of the room, and I'm like, guys, I'm stuck on here. You're okay. You can (laughs) can beat the living daylights out of my leg for the first day of the month, and I'm not going to get you. So pinch and punch for the first day of the month to – Everyone who's out here going, dude, it's like December the 4th. Well, it's December the 1st for Damo and I as we record this. And Damo, your chiropractic and uh, wellness center in Sandringham is agog with fairy lights right now, which we have to call Christmas lights because it is December. You are lit up like God knows business. And I'm telling you, your electricity bill is going to double over the course of this month. But you are prepared to pay that price because you just love Christmas. So much. Tell the listeners why this is your favorite time of the year.
1: Well, let me just ask you a question. Can you hear oh, this?
0: Oh, you've got all echoing. That's terrible. No, don't bother. Quit while elec- you're elec- Oh yeah, that's okay. The Hello, well, how can you not love Christmas when you hear a song like that? Yeah, but now your mic settings have all changed and your road all podcast right. has switched off and we can hardly hear that song. All right, Bing all right, all right. I'm
1: back, I'm back, all I'm, like back. I'm
0: back. or whatever back. that song's called is no <laughs> longer playing.
1: <and laughs> Malika, licky maka. Pay it all the respect it's due. Now, it, it, when when you hear a song like that and you just have – beautiful memories in your head and mm. in your heart and all through every single cell within your body, and it fills you with joy and glee and happiness. But how, can song- you not love, how can you not love Christmas? Because those sorts of songs by the crooners, by the old boys, that's Bing Crosby, Dean Martin, you know, all those guys, Frank Sinatra, they they pump out some great tunes. And the person who continues to fly the flag, my, Michael Bublé, Bublé, like the bubble. Unbelievable. Like all that sort of music, you can't beat it. Now, you can go with the Mariah Carey songs and tunes, but that or you get bit...
0: Have you heard the latest Sia song?
1: Yeah. Yeah. My, you... my
0: kids are playing it on the piano. I'm like, is that actually a Christmas song?
1: It's a Christmas song. I know. It
0: just concerns me. I love Sia. Sia, yeah. if you're listening, yeah. I know you're an avid yeah. listener. I love yeah. you. I love your music. My yeah. kids love your, mu- your music, but yeah. that doesn't feel like it's in the spirit of nah. Christmas.
1: It's not. No, it's not. It's not. And uh, and we will talk about the haters later. We'll talk about the haters later because they nearly derailed. They nearly got a song removed from the radio stations, a Christmas song removed from radio stations because they said the song was about the R-A-P-E word and it's not. It's not. So I want to talk a little bit about the haters a little bit later on. But, you know, Christmas for me fills me with a lot of joy. Obviously, growing up in Melbourne, Victoria, we don't have a white Christmas. Um, we're pretty much white all the way up until we have December. have pasty
0: white skin for a lot of yeah. us that have been yeah. growing up in Melbourne that yeah. are white. And yeah. as my mum says, they have a Shopping Town tan, like Doncaster Shopping Town tan. Mm-hmm. It's like inside on a cold, wet day, go to it's the orange. shopping centre and stay pasty white. But, yes, yeah. it's not a white Christmas like it is in the Northern Hemisphere, is it?
1: Yeah, exactly. But the smell of freshly cut grass, um, for the cricket fields and the warmth that you get from the sun at summertime and the, the backyard cricket that you play on Christmas Day and the smell of the barbecue on Christmas Day and all of that stuff and the lawnmowers going off in everyone's backyard in preparation for it and then everyone washing their cars and the kids playing in the streets and ah, it's, it's unbelievable. It's so good, so, so good.
0: And may I add to your description of what makes Christmas great I would say the smell of a Christmas tree. And I'd say this because as a Victorian now living in northern New South Wales, we have paid hand over fist for a Christmas tree that comes from God knows where, but is a real Christmas tree and like smells a like Christmas. Uh, proper pine tree, Christmas tree. And uh, the Lions <laughs> Club, the great people at the Lions Club, supply us with these Christmas trees every year. Until this year, when we get a very sad text message that conditions the climate have not been kind to the Christmas trees that are somewhere around here, whether it's Coffs Harbour or somewhere, and there will be no Christmas trees for Christmas. What? And I have been in a dilemma. No judgment to anyone that has a plastic Christmas tree. I'm not judging you, but I am finding it difficult to make a decision as to what to do now. Do we have a house... Without a real Christmas tree, do we go, well, this year we'll just get a plastic tree, But in my childhood, which was filled with the smell of Christmas, has this resistance to having a tree that I can't smell, because I feel like every time I walk past it, I will have some form of response that is like it doesn't smell. Mm. And I don't know what to do, and these are I've the got things- three
1: fixes. I've got three fixes for you.
0: Yeah, one.
1: One would be get a plastic tree. This I've got the plastic my tree, mind,
0: obviously. Yes. Yes,
1: and and the real trees die too quickly these days. Anyway, oh, they just die so quickly within two weeks. It's dried up. It's cooked. It's brittle. You scratch yourself. They poke you in the arm. You go in to reach for presents, and you do injuries.
0: Uh, I don't think you've you got two more choices. When the little pines fall on the ground. Yeah, all those little pine needles
1: and they get stuck in your vacuum cleaner and they (laughs) trap everything for the next six months. So you're better off just moving on from the old, you know, that one. And then at least then you know your plastic one's going to last you a decade. It's there. And so I would suggest you get a 2.4-metre or bigger Christmas tree that's plastic with heaps of lights and all that sort of stuff to make it feel fantastic. And then you either spray it with Pinot Clean so it smells like pine or you spray it with Pinot which is the deodorant from the eighties, and you'll get the smell of pine, and then and then
0: you'll be totally fired, PC. Then- I thought you're going to tell me to <laughs> drizzle it in the four pillars Christmas <laughs> gin, which has no. the flavours of Christmas in no, there, no. and so no. that you've got that aroma. But you've no. gone the old Pino clean down to the supermarket and just or Pino,
1: <laughs> yeah, or Pino. <laughs> and if you're Italian or Greek, and you grew up in the eighties, you wore Pino. So there's no doubt about it, and and you might even have. Some of that left. I don't well, even know if they make give it. me
0: a, a Christmas cake uh, essential oil mix to, to take in a Kim Morrison 28, uh, cinnamon, clove, orange. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, I thought <laughs> you were going to go to
1: Delicious. That would be good. i
0: the old Pino clean. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Obviously, tug your cheek though, PC. Obviously, tug your cheek. But it uh, smells better than Dead Oil. But I would say that that would be closer to the pine tree. But I would also say that you can reset this. You can reset the tradition for your family. Still have a massive, unbelievable, beautifully trimmed Christmas tree that lasts into perpetuity. It always is going to be there. Just packs up. You put it into your attic or you put it into your garage or wherever you're going to put it. And it's there forever until limbs start falling off it. Then you replace it and it's better for the environment. You're not chopping down trees all the time.
0: There you go. There you go. Well, this is a great segue, actually, into the different views that people come into December with. Um, yeah. And a lot of it is based on our upbringing. So you and I both love carols. Now, my beautiful wife, Sarah, she actually does like carols, but didn't grow up in a very Christmas carolly house. And I noticed at Christmas that we all have it's not even just traditions, but it's um, things that we have been exposed to over the years. And a lot of the time that dictates our feelings towards Christmas. I have a client that is really quite concerned and scared for Christmas because it brings up family emotions and, and feelings. And for some people, they're not happy feelings. And for others, they're incredibly happy. And so today, Damo, I thought we'd almost call this I don't want to necessarily call it the highs and lows of Christmas, but something along those lines in that it is not a glowing happy time for everyone, whether it's they're worried about their bank balance, they're worried about the auntie or the uncle that's coming that they don't get along with, or it's the mum or the dad or the sibling or the challenge, And whether that is childhood experiences, whether that is, again, financial challenges, whether it is how do we say yes to everything that we want to and we're going to four different houses on Christmas Day and it doesn't feel quite festive? Like You and I are quite biased because I think we both love this time of the year, but I thought it'd be great for us to have a conversation that includes both sides of it, um, not to reframe people to our point of view. We're not trying to convince people to love Christmas. It just so happens that we love this time of the year, but you see a greater cross-section of humanity than I do on a daily basis. How do you find humanity is navigating this time of the year um, as you see it at the moment?
1: Well, maybe I have rose-coloured glasses on, PC, but I don't see people not enjoying Christmas. And if they're not enjoying Christmas, I tend to walk straight past it. I don't have the time. <laughs> I don't have the time to listen to your moping. I don't have the time to listen to your woe is me. I don't have the inkling or the inclination. I don't have the patience to listen to you talk poorly about such a beautiful time. And it's a really, like, if you think about it as a time, it's meant to bring people together, regardless of race or religion, regardless of creed, it, regardless of your gender specificity or whatever it is that you want to call it. Like, whatever, regardless of everything, Christmas eat? is a time to come together. You're vegan, vegetarian, paleo, carnivore, gluten-free. Beano,
0: five and two.
1: Exactly. You could be you could South be fasting Beach. and right at lunchtime you get a chance to eat again and scoff it scoff it you could be you could follow another religion and still come together at that time of the year in fact I know I was speaking to a good friend of mine today Dr. Martine Wayne who's a chiropractor she uh, is a Jewish girl and they celebrate something like it's and they they've named it something mass as if like it's like Christmas but not with Christ in it because it's Jewish, right? And they still celebrate on the day that Christians would celebrate Christmas. I've got friends who are Muslim and they all come together during Christmas time to celebrate and just hang out with each other. They They see it as an opportunity to bring people together and I love that. Now, I know... There are some people out there that get triggered by Christmas because of relationships or things that might have happened, and I think that's excusable. But in the absence of all of that, like in the absence of trauma, in my opinion, there's no reason why you couldn't be celebrating time together and coming together. And let those who have a Christian faith continue to celebrate Christmas as it is, and it's named Christmas with Christ in it, not Xmas with an X in it christmas with a christ in it so it's a christian faith it's a christian religious day and um and we should just be okay with that we're okay with muslim people celebrating ramadan we're okay with jewish people celebrating hanukkah like we get it everybody is entitled to have their values represented so let's celebrate it
0: amen that was the best That was one of the great soapbox conversations I have, monologues, (laughs) I have listened to in a while. I was thinking, oh, my gosh, he's getting wound up here. I was thinking he's lost all his compassion. And then you said if you've had a tough childhood or it's hard on the relationships, it's excusable. I'm so glad you said that because I was like, where's Damo's heart gone today? He's heartless. But, no, there you were in all of your compassion. And what I got out of that, Damo, which I love, what you're saying is, if you are a Grinch at this time of you, uh, this time of year, for no other reason than just you want to be a Grinch, then shame on you for pulling <laughs> down the joy and fun of other yeah. people that like this time of year, and they're the people you have no time for. And even not so
1: much, um, not so much. For yeah, so it's it's regard regardless of the event. Like yes. I don't see the need for anybody to take away someone else's happiness in order to support their own misery. Mm. So uh, for me, it's like, all right, you've got to now get up and put on a brave face, put on a happy face. Like some people don't like Valentine's Day, but we don't wreck it for everybody else who's got Valentine's don't Day. Don't walk Who likes past
0: it? the restaurant and go, you guys have been sucked in.
1: By you got sucked marketing. in. You got <laughs> sucked into the marketing. Look at you fools. Blah, blah. And then <laughs> people don't like Easter. You know, but Easter for what it stands for is really important to some people in you know, with with a faith in Christianity. So let those people celebrate Easter. It doesn't stand for anything that's harmful, is not bad to anybody, it doesn't hurt anybody. It's just part it's part of a faith. So I think, you know, in this time where there's unrest and there's war between um religions and races. I think it's really important to remember that at the end of the day, the, the essence is opportunity for joy and happiness, opportunity for coming together, opportunity for forgiveness, and to continue to walk hand in hand together through life. Because we're not here for a long time; we mm-hmm. want to be here for a hundred years. And I still would contend that's not long enough. So, you know, oh, do your well, best we'll just see what Dave Asprey
0: it. does and put a bit of uh, some gene therapy, some phallostatin into our body and fat think,
1: tissue, a little and, abdominal fat tissue, and see if we can get. Every every eight weeks, inject ourselves with some
0: something that's Only not proven to work. 25 grand US a year? You know, worries. Hey, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> I'm
1: jaded away. I'm jaded away. <laughs> We're a little bit jaded hey, today. A little bit jaded today. <laughs> but so, there could be a few people having a few little giggles here, all going, oh my God, Damon, I can't believe you're saying that. But look, you know, everybody knows my intentions. Everyone knows that, you know, in essence, i I want people to be happy and just to enjoy that time and to think, sit down, um and have happy memories. Think of the great things. Think of what you've created rather than what you've destroyed. Mm. Think of all the great things that uh, have been brought into your life um as opposed to all of the rough things or tough things that have been brought into your life. This is a time for reflection and reconciliation. It's really important.
0: Now, I'm going to potentially scratch a wound here, but okay. I know you I know you're so good in these situations. You've shared before, so I'm not talking out of school here. Uh, You grew up not uh, with bucket loads of cash around the house. Um, Your mum, Tess, incredible soul, um, raised uh, you and Trog beautifully. But I'm going to guess slash assume that this would have been a relatively tough time for Tess, uh, raising two boys in December with Christmas and everything that goes with it. on her shoulders.
1: Now. Well, maybe we incorrect. should ask Mum. We we could ask Mum that one day. Yeah. Um, but I would say, here's what I would say. I would say, because my mum's such an optimist. I And your mum
0: listens to the podcast. So yeah. she's a devout listener, which she told me at her at your fiftieth, she was like, I'd listen to you every Monday. It's nice to see you in the in the flesh.
1: <laughs> she does it while she's walking up and down the driveway, getting her case in. Um so hi to mum. And so I, given that mum is an eternal optimist, there's no doubt she would have felt some pressure um, and, and maybe even felt a little bit of guilt that she couldn't provide a whole lot for Troy and I for Christmas. But let me tell you this, PC, we never, ever knew and never, ever went wanting. Like whether we got a cricket ball, a new set of Kmart County cricket pads, um, or we got an SS jumbo off the shelf from um, Kmart, whatever it was. Even if it was the cheapest of whatever it was, it was still something, and we were just always wrapped. We were wrapped. It was so. It was so unbelievably. It was such a great day. There'd be some lollies. We'd probably get something to do with Sport Billy, like a towel or something. Um, we we would probably get. I would get some stickers because I collected stickers. I still have my sticker collection. Um, there'd be a cricket ball. Troy would get tennis balls because he was into tennis. Um, he'd get three. I'd get one cricket ball. Yeah, that's um, about right.
0: One cricket ball for three tennis balls. I'd, I'd yeah. with that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Good yeah. Show. Um, It'd be cricket gloves or cricket pads or some keeping gloves. Um, when I was a little bit older and I was, I was a wicket keeper, I remember getting my kookaburra um, or uh, Grey Knicks uh, keeping gloves. You know, So there's always something that was relatively themed. I never got footy stuff. Never got footy stuff. Which...
0: You weren't that into footy back then, though, weren't
1: you? you weren't yes, sure I was. Cricket? I was into the Tigers. I loved it, but not so much that I knew all my players. But because Christmas is in summertime and my birthday is yes. pretty close yes. to summertime outside of the footy season, yes. I never ever got footy stuff. So it was always to do with cricket. So uh, it could have been, it could have been um, some like clothes from adidas because my auntie worked at adidas so we get some adidas clothes but there was always something that we got that made us feel so special and then my nana and papa were there and they'd give us a little something um and then and then we'll catch up with my aunties and uncles on christmas day and we you know all got presents it was generally some lego and it was just unbelievable like it was we never ever thought that we were doing it tough Ever so,
0: thought we're doing is, it tough? This is so good, and thank you for sharing that because this is what I'm inviting for listeners to consider. Where there's almost like a um, socially acceptable conversation around financial stress at this time of the year, and I'm not saying it's wrong, right, good, bad, whatever it is. What I am wondering is whether it's a stress and an expectation that we put on ourselves as parents. Is it an expectation that we feel like our kids? Uh, putting on us because when you talk demo you talk to me as if you were almost because uh, the the g words coming up here you were taught either gratitude or you just innately whether you were taught it or not you were just grateful as young boys but um it sounds to me like that part of the Christoph family culture was that you were grateful for what you received. I love that you didn't know about the financial. Well, again, I, I'm assuming, I'm just thinking single, single mother, no work, idea. work ethic. No right. idea. But, yeah. and I just think that's the best. I feel very strongly about that. I think that's amazing. I think my mum did a great job in a similar circumstances. And I just wonder whether that is something that Tess can look on now with the real level of pride and fulfillment to go, look at the Christmas that I engendered within my family. Um, mm. But the gratitude thing, I want to know do you reckon? It was born. Do you reckon you were trained? Because I feel like some parents or grandparents could be listening to this going, yeah, but the kids of today, they open up the present and like, oh, I thought I was going to get the other Lego. What's with this Lego? <laughs> you know, like, and like Oh yeah. wait a minute. Do you even know what you're saying, young child? Um, do yeah. you think that that gratitude for the three tennis balls or the one cricket ball or the, the Adidas, clo- like, do you think that was – trained in you or do you think that just came from your genuine gratitude for what you were receiving i think it's trained i think
1: it's trained um jackson was really good at it he was really good at it um and even still today really good at it like you would never know if he wasn't happy with the with a gift or a president mm. um but we never really had high expectations either you know so um, because we didn 't get stuff throughout the year, we knew that we 'd get stuff at Christmas time birthdays. And we never got anything through the year like that just didn 't happen unless we saved up our fifty cent pieces from mowing the lawn like and washing mm. the car we weren 't ever going to get anything so it was always um a great surprise a delight that you got something i wouldn 't know i wouldn 't know if the box of Lego cost eight bucks or 50 bucks. I wouldn't have a yes. clue. I wouldn't have a clue because we never went shopping and we weren't ever looking for stuff. Like we spent most of our time playing sport or hanging out or doing whatever. We never went to the shops to price stuff. Mm. You know, if I wanted a something and we'd have to save up for it, I wouldn't know how much it costs. But I think today kids know how much stuff costs. They've been given a budget. All right, you've got 50 bucks. You can go and buy whatever it is, um, but you've only got $50. Oh, but it comes to 52 right. Well, you know, if you if you clean your shoes tonight or you make your bed tomorrow, I'll give you an extra $3 and then we'll call it square, you know. So that's in order to avoid a fight or to avoid an argument. And so where I see that sort of behaviour letting things down is that kids then have an expectation um, that they're going to get something worth a value. Um, And in their mind, when they walk through the shops, they're trying to look at all the Lego that they're going to be buying. They see $129.95, they see $79.95. Um, and they can work out what sort of value their Lego should be, um, and then they have an expectation. Um, and so, it's because we probably share a lot more with our children these days than what we used to get shared when we were oh, little. Oh,
0: it's so interesting! And even that conversation around presents throughout the year, or just birthdays and Christmas. We're definitely a birthdays and Christmas uh, family, but I know that's not all all families. And again, everyone does it their own way, but it definitely does make you consider. Um, how sacred is that that gift giving time at Christmas, and and where does the expectation come from? Is it coming from the media? Is it coming from advertisers? Is it coming from kids? Is it coming from other parents talking about what they're getting, you know, and all the rest of it? And it does. I just love. I love because this allows me to, and hopefully, the listeners like just to almost understand your joy around this time of the year. And again, I, I give a lot of credit to your mum in the way that she has. Massage this time of the year, created the culture within your family around this time of the year. And because, as I said at the top of the episode, most of our feelings around Christmas stem from our childhood experiences at Christmas time. And, and credit to Tess, we will say credit to my mother, darling, because she did a cracking job at Christmas time as well. But in, yes. in the context of the conversation you and I are having around your upbringing, massive credit to, to Tess, because look at how that's being manifested now. Look at the legacy of that parenting and that family culture now and I just think that's awesome yeah but you
1: know same to Claire. like how how great like to have re- raised children who are so happy just genuinely always happy like your siblings and <laughs> no, you are always don't happy, lie. Don't always lie. happy it's unbelievable biggest don't smiles the a ever word. Don't and like then the a word. you come
0: huh don't like the a word no always. happy's got an h always at the front. always always oh. always and never Sorry.
1: Well, <laughs> but, well, or you. Well, I'm going to say, as far as I know, you're always happy. Always, to my like, from what I've observed, there's always an element of happiness, silver lining. You guys could be the kings of silver lining. That's what you could be. Um, the kings and queens of silver lining. And so, good on you, Claire, for doing what you did with the pierces. I think you've done a great job with them too.
0: Well, this has been an awesome conversation, and I agree. Good on your mother, darling. You're an angel. This is actually gone in a direction that I wasn't expecting because (laughs) I know because honestly I just think it gives a context to why we why people feel a certain way about Christmas and hearing you share your stories like sharing the gifts because I am thinking I was like if I gave my if I gave Darby three tennis balls like he loves soccer so I've got to be I've got to probably be sports specific um and i'm sure if i gave him a, a soccer gift he would love it if i gave tommy a soccer gift he would love it and um, that's another topic for another day we should maybe do a few christmas conversations like when you receive gifts that you don't like or you think <laughs> they haven't thought <laughs> yeah, thought, you, yeah. thought about you Have
1: about you ever ever regifted gift. Gift. something oh, back that, to that the that myrad have you seen the
0: myrad with the wombat scented wombat lavender scented soap that's being regifted all around oh and nah. the disgust on people's faces as they get regifted this terrible little wombat, lavender centers. <laughs> <laughs> <And they're> like, <laughs> That's
1: bad Santa right you gave there.
0: this to me last year.
1: That's bad Santa no, right I gave there. this
0: to you last year.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but that sounds hilarious.
0: Oh, I'll send it to you. Um, all right, I could keep talking and we're going to record another episode. So we're going to wrap up this Christmas edition of 100 Not Out, but I know there's going to be more to come. As we get closer to Christmas, Damo gives away his culinary secrets how he wins at the dining table at christmas time more of that in this conversation around living a great long life the reason why we feel so strongly about this is because longevity cultures do special events very well they do Mm -hmm. ceremony very well and if you haven't gathered on this conversation today we are talking about the ceremony of christmas and how we do it well and if you're a grinch just for being a grinch's sake that does not add to the ceremony at all so take stock for those of you that love it uh well done uh demo thank you for setting such a great example and i say that honestly um i saw your vita lifestyles video on insta and i was like we've got to talk more about this because you set a great example about how to celebrate special occasions really well uh so from the bottom of my heart and everyone else's thank you for setting such a great example at this time of the year
1: Ah, thank you, PC, and uh, and thank you for raising these important topics. Because often I get to the microphone and I go, "What are we talking about today, PC?" And you go, "This is what it is, and this is where we're going, and here we are at the end of it, and it's been a cracker." So, thank it's you,
0: been a cracker. My pleasure to everyone who's listened to this edition of One Hundred Not Out. Thank you. Share it with friends on Spotify and iTunes and all the rest of it. Until next time, as always, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now.